Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 833 of the Juicebox podcast. This episode is very interesting. 18-year-old Catherine and I are having a conversation. She's talking about how it's going with her diabetes, and then suddenly something strikes me as being not quite right. And we begin to talk about the management of her type 1 and how she's using insulin. Before you know it, Catherine and I are texting each other, trying to get things straight, and um, then she comes back on the show. Anyway, I don't know. This is very confusing. It's not as confusing as I'm making it sound. She came on. Something sounded wonky. We talked it through on the podcast. Then I chatted with her infrequently for a couple of days by text message, and then she came back on the show to tell me how it went. Anyway, that's what I should have said the first time. Also, I should have said that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast is considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. And don't forget, please, Go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Fill out that survey. It takes fewer than 10 minutes. It helps diabetes research. And I mean, you can be a big part of it right from your sofa. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. This episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by Omnipod. And Omnipod makes the Omnipod 5 and the Omnipod Dash. I'll tell you more about each of them in the ad, but for now, all you need to know is Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. That's where you go to get started right now with the tubeless insulin pump that my daughter has been wearing since she was four years old. The podcast is also sponsored today by US Med, and US Med is the place where Arden gets her diabetes supplies, and you could too. Get your free benefits check right now at 888-721-1514, or you could always go to usmed.com forward slash juice box. Get your diabetes supplies the way we do. I'm Catherine, and I've been a type 1 diabetic since February 22nd, 2021, and I live in um, Connecticut. Wow, just a year and a month almost. Yep. Catherine, are you 12 years old, or you just have a very young voice? I must have a very young voice. I'm 18. Oh, okay. Well, okay. 18's young. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, but still, you you sound like you're younger even. So I was like, oh, I, I sometimes, you know, I don't read the notes, Catherine. I don't really know what I'm doing when we sit down. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I'm just sort of like, yesterday I recorded with somebody who's been on the show before, did an amazing job. I really enjoyed talking to them. And we're six minutes into it. And I'm like, I think I know this person. <laughs> <laughs> so we figured it out as we were going and I was so I was actually very embarrassed and I said to her I was like Maddie um I feel like we met at the mall and I knew everything about you except your name and I was standing there having that conversation where you're like oh my god it's you and then you walk away and say to your like the person with you like who was that and they're like it's Scott and you go ah oh, I couldn't think of the name so <laughs> anyway um 18 diagnosed a year ago 17 have you even left for college yet not yet. I'm a senior in high school. Wow. Wow. When do you graduate? Like any day? Yeah, June, uh, June 10th. No kidding. Congratulations. I mean, Thank you. are you going to graduate? Yes. Then congratulations. 
<laughs> no, I have to go to summer school, Scott. Uh, <laughs> I need three more credits. Um, do you, are you planning on going to college? Uh, yes, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to study for elementary education. Oh, that's lovely. Was that always your plan? Yeah, since I was Pi 7. Gotcha. Has diabetes changed anything about your college plans or? Um, a little bit. I'm still living away from home, but I chose a very close college. So if there are any problems, I can commute and call my parents if I need them. And that wasn't the plan originally? No, not originally. Okay. where? How far away were you going to go, do you think? I, you know, I was really sky's the limit. Hawaii, California. Mm-hmm. But um, probably like Mass or New York. Okay. Are you in that area, like in the Northeast? Yeah, I'm in Connecticut. Okay. I'm sorry you said that. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wipe off my whiteboard so I can write things down that I need to forget. <laughs> That's okay. So much graffiti here from Arden just making fun of me. Hold on a second. She comes in here and writes insulting things. Uh, <laughs> to me when I'm not looking and then I come sit down. I can't even tell you the one thing I'm looking at right now. It's it's completely inappropriate. <laughs> so, <laughs> she, well, you and uh, my daughter are pretty much the exact same age and the exact same situation in life. But uh, as far as diabetes goes, you're, you're different ends of the spectrum. She's been at it forever. Arden's going all the way to Georgia from New Jersey. And, wow. Yeah. And But if she just got diabetes a year ago, I don't think I'd have the nerve for that, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. What technology do you have? So I have a Freestyle Libre uh, 2 sensor. Mm-hmm. And I also um, started an Omnipod in December. Oh, how are you liking that? I love it. Good. How about the Libre? How's the Libre? Um, It's good. I chose it um, because it's circular and round, and I dance a lot. So I'm rolling on the floor every day gotcha. so um it was something that i could like easily move in have you recently seen the image of the new dexcom g7 that'll be out soon i have my dad sent it to me yeah it's pretty much the, the same it's small and yeah it's awesome kind of flat it's gonna be cool um but anyway i mean whatever works is what works and i think that's the best you know anything that makes your life easier that fits in your life or your budget or whatever is uh, is excellent I don't yeah. want, I would never want people to think, you know, like Dexcom's a sponsor of the show and they have been forever and Arden's used it forever. But I, that doesn't make me think that you shouldn't be using something else. You know what I mean? I think, I think it's yeah. very important to take advantage of technology with diabetes. So let's go back to when you were diagnosed for a second. How did it, okay. how did it happen? So I was just having really bad symptoms for around nine months. Um, I was extremely exhausted. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get off the couch. I was super, super thirsty, which would come and go. So I didn't think it was a problem. Mm -hmm. And I would have just like really weird stomach pains. And I just, I didn't really know what was going on. So I had a yearly checkup and I had lost a ton of weight and, uh, they were like, all right, well, we'll do some blood tests, but, uh, maybe it's your like nutrition. Cause I, I've always um, had like very healthy foods and I've been into health a lot. So they're like, oh, it's pie, your nutrition. So we'll do some blood tests and, you know, see, see what happens. And then I got a call and they're like, you need to go to the hospital. Your blood sugar, sugar is really high. Oh my gosh. 
Hey, when you said you lost a significant amount of weight, can you share how much? Just so even if it's just a percentage of your body weight, just so people know what to look for. Yeah, I lost uh, 20 pounds. Wow. Uh, is that a significant amount of your weight? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you said you're a dancer? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's interesting, too, isn't it? Because if you're, you must look like you're healthy, I'm assuming, if you're if you're dancing and you say you're eating very healthy, it's, it's weird that someone would say to you, this is probably a nutrition problem. Did you say that can't be? I eat, this is how I eat? Or did you just kind of listen to them at that point? Yeah, I listened to them because my parents were really noticing the weight loss and they saw me eating. So they were like, all right, something's something's off here. Mm -hmm. And you're young, too. I mean, you're going to a pediatrician still, right? Yes. Yeah, gotcha. They're just like skinny equals food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But they got you pretty quickly because they ran a full they run a full blood panel on you. Yeah, they did. Yeah, maybe the thing about the food was just to keep you calm because they maybe they closed the door and they're like, oh, something's really wrong with this girl. Uh, you know, because <laughs> if you run a, like a CBC, they did that? Uh, I'm not sure. They. I just remember I went to go get my blood drawn and she like had five vials and I was like, whoa. I think you probably had a complete blood panel and I bet you that part of them was looking for cancer too. Uh, I think, yeah, I think my labs did come back with all that information. Yeah. Yeah. Like white blood cell counts and, and yeah. Right. No, no, no. I, yeah, I bet you they were scared that something really bad was wrong and, and that's good. It sounds like they, they kind of threw the kitchen sink at you and got everything they needed pretty quickly. Yeah. So did you just, I mean, how did you feel in that moment? Did you just go to the hospital or did you make plans? How did you handle it? Yeah, we just went to the hospital and I, you know, I was very calm at the time. It's really crazy. My parents were like, all right, your blood sugar is really high. Like we need to go to the doctors. And I thought it was just the blood drawing lab again. So I'm like, all right, like, yeah, after school, it's good. And like, no, now. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then we're at the hospital. I'm like, oh, okay. So hospital. <laughs> hospital. Yay. Had you been sick? <laughs> had you ever been sick prior to that in your life? Um, no, no. I've diabetes was the first thing to happen. Yeah. Uh, brothers and sisters? Uh, younger sister. Younger sister. Any um, autoimmune in the family? Celiac, uh, vitiligo, uh, thyroid conditions? And nothing. Nothing on both sides. With your parents? How about grandparents or anything like that? How about this? You got an aunt that runs to the bathroom after Thanksgiving dinner that nobody talks about? Anything like that? <laughs> no, it's no. nothing. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um so now you're in the hospital. Mm-hmm. When does the weight of it hit you? Um, I would say I was only in the hospital for a day um, because they just COVID, uh, right? They thought I, yeah, 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 I was during right, right in the middle, and they thought uh, they were testing my blood for something, and uh, it came back fine. I wasn't in DKA. So they told me to go straight to the endocrinologist and I didn't even know what diabetes was. I thought it was you prick your finger once a day and that was it. And maybe you couldn't eat bread if your numbers were high. <laughs> you know, so, that would probably be, if that's all it was, I think that would actually be good for me. <laughs> if, I, if, I, <laughs> if somebody was like, look, you just can't eat bread. I was like, that might fix a lot of my problems. Thank you. Um, yeah. Well, so your, ex, your expectation did not meet the reality at all. So did they did they educate you in the hospital or is it something you learned slowly over time by yourself? 
Um, in the hospital, they really told me nothing. It's when I went to the endocrinologist and she whipped out an insulin pen and was like, you're going to take this three times a day, then whipped out the nighttime one. She's like, you're going to take this once a day. And I had a phobia of needles. I was terrified. And I was just like, <gasps> no, I'm not. <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Did you have any pushback even in- internally? Did you have any thoughts of like, this isn't me or I'm not doing this or what were your, what was your monologue like internally? It was definitely a lot of denial. Like in a couple days, it would, it would be okay. I wouldn't have to do it. Mm. Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't really think I was sick in my head. I was like, oh, like I wasn't that sick. I wasn't that sick. But looking back on it now, looking at those months and the photos and everything, I was like, oh, yeah. Right, right. Um, so it, it occurs to me two things. First of all, you sound like a very together person for your age, which I don't know what that means exactly, but that's the vibe I'm getting so far. Also, I don't think many 18-year-olds reach out to be on podcasts about diabetes. So <laughs> you're, you're a, a rather a mature person your whole life, I'm guessing? Um, yeah, I first born, so I've been pretty responsible. Gotcha. All right. But I really, this year, especially listening to the podcast and everything, I've gotten way more together. Okay. Uh, the reason I asked, uh, well, is because, I mean, how you, how you make out in the first year, how it, how it strikes you, um, I think has going to have a lot to do with your perspective and your mindset. So let me ask you, because when I think of your generation right away, I think of people who grew up with uh, cell phones, um, internet access, which I know sounds crazy to you because you probably don't even think of it that way. But you know how when you're watching a TV show and you see a guy or a girl and you think, oh, I know them, but I don't know from where. And five seconds later, you know their life story. Yes. That didn't used to work that way. What would happen was, is that four days later, while you were at work standing around a water cooler, literally, you'd look at a friend and go, have you ever see that show where the girl's a witch? <laughs> and, and he'd go, <laughs> what? He'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the mother-in-law on that show. You know her? And then your buddy'd go, I don't know. And he'd be like, all right. And that would be how it would go. Right? So you, you don't have a lot of expectations to for things, and especially for things to come quickly. But in your generation, you have that. You have instant access to almost anything you want. And I know you don't even see it that way, likely, but it builds a um, an expectation inside of you that what you want comes fast. And I don't know that that's a bad thing or a good thing. I just think it's a, a reality of growing up in the internet age. So my first thought was, did you ever have a feeling of like, oh, I could I can fix this, then the doctors just don't know? Did you ever have that like initial, this must be wrong, we can fix this feeling, or did you go right into acceptance? Um, I think I did go into acceptance. I really didn't think about there not being a cure for type one diabetes. Mm-hmm. It, I, one day I was just like, oh, so there's nothing like I can do to fix it. Right. But I, ex- I knew it was important and I had to take care of it. So I think I went into acceptance. Yeah. I mean, and that's really, I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, you hear stories of people twice your age, three times your age who have trouble kind of just getting past the initial, I don't want this to be my life and getting right to taking care of it. So it's, it's impressive that you've, and I, I by the way, I don't know that you've done that. I just feel like you have. So <laughs> we're going to keep asking questions to find out, but your perspective and your attitude seem right um, to me. And it's really impressive. Um, do your parents help you with this at all? 
Have you found that getting your diabetes supplies can be a pain in the butt? I have too. But not any longer. Because now we're getting Arden's diabetes supplies from U.S. Med. To get a free benefits check, just call 888-721-1514 or go to usmed.com forward slash juice box. U.S. Med has served over 1 million diabetes customers since 1996. And they want you to know that they're offering you better service and better care than you're getting now. U.S. Med always provides 90 days worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. They carry everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs like the Freestyle Libre 2 and the Dexcom G6. Arden gets her Dexcoms and her Omnipods from U.S. Med. U.S. Med accepts Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. U.S. Med is the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre systems, the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, number one fastest growing tandem distributor, the number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer service satisfaction surveys, and they are proud of the white glove treatment that they offer their customers. USmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. And that 888 number is special just for Juicebox podcast listeners. Now, if you decide to go to the website, it's super simple. Here's what it tells you when you get there. Getting started is easy. From the comfort of your own home or office, you can now join over 1 million satisfied customers who rely on our staff of courteous, knowledgeable, and trained U.S. Med customer care representatives to keep you up to date with your medical and diabetic supplies delivered right to your door. Super simple benefits check. Name, phone number, email, zip code, and then just hit the button that says request a free benefits check. It's that easy. Let U.S. Med take care of your supplies so you don't have to worry. The Omnipod 5 automated insulin delivery system is available now and waiting for you at Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Omnipod 5 is the only tubeless automated insulin delivery system that integrates with the Dexcom G6 CGM. And it uses smart adjust technology to automatically adjust your insulin delivery every five minutes, helping to protect against highs and lows without multiple daily injections. Omnipod 5 is also available through your pharmacy, which means you can get started without the four-year durable medical equipment contract that comes with most insulin pumps, even when you're currently in warranty with another system. To get started today, go to Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Now, for those of you who aren't in the market for an automated system, but still want an insulin pump and love the idea of tubeless, you're looking for the Omnipod Dash. Head over to my link, Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. While you're there, you'll be able to learn everything you need to know about the Omnipod 5 and the Omnipod Dash. And you can also find out if you're eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. My daughter Arden has been wearing the Omnipod since she was 4 years old, and she just turned 18. That is 14 years of wearing an Omnipod every day, and it has been nothing but a friend in this journey with insulin. Because the Omnipod is tubeless, you can wear it while you're showering, swimming, or participating in your favorite physical activity. It's a big deal to not have to disconnect from a tubed pump to do those things. Head over now to omnipod.com forward slash juice box 
to find out if you're eligible for that free 30-day trial of the Dash, to learn more about the Dash, or to learn more about the Omnipod 5. Get started today. Omnipod 5 full safety and risk information, as well as a list of compatible phones and clinical trial claims data are available at my link. And at that same link, omnipod.com forward slash juicebox, you can also find terms and conditions for that Omnipod Dash 30-day trial. Do your parents help you with this at all? Uh, my dad really took it on the first uh, the first day. He was like, all right, nothing's terminal. Diabetes, we're good. We can do it. And just researched everything and was the equipment, the pumps, the type of insulin was really amazing in helping me. I'd love to talk to your dad for five minutes. I'd ask him one question. I'd say, after you said that to your daughter, where did you go and cry privately? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he slept since. You don't think he slept in the last year? <laughs> I really don't think so. He's just watching the graph. Wow. Well, he's going to need to get over that. But is there a need for that? Are you getting low or high overnight a lot? Um, it's been in sometimes it's either like drastic highs or drastic lows. But recently it's been pre- I've. I figured out how to get it pretty steady before I go to sleep. Okay. So he helped you with research and stuff. Does he help you with management? In the beginning, yes. Uh, I pricked my own finger from the start, but shots I didn't do probably till a month after I was diagnosed. So my mom, my sister, and my dad all did them for me. Wow. That's very nice of them. Um, seriously, give you some time to acclimate, right? Yeah. When you finally did it for yourself, was it a feeling of like, well, I guess I can't let somebody do this forever? Or did you like, what was the thing that pushed you over the edge? Got you going. I was really mad at my mom and I was really hungry and I didn't want her to be the one to give me the shot. So I was like, now what? I'll just do it. <laughs> Aren't people interesting? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you were very mad at the lady who was <laughs> paying all your bills, taking good care of you, helping you with your shots. Yep. Yeah. And so much so that you were like, I... I just need her away from me. I'm going to do this so that I don't have to be involved with her in the moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, that's a very common story. So uh, just interesting that that's how it happened. Um, okay. So where do you find, well, that's not my question. Hold on a second, Catherine. Let's Scott revamp what he was going to say. <laughs> Take uh, your time. Yeah. I, um, you said it's been, and then you paused like three minutes ago. And in my head, I heard it's been, one week since you looked at me, <laughs> and now I'm going to get emails <laughs> from people who are like, you have ADHD, but uh, <laughs> it took me off track for a second. Um, okay, so how do they teach you? I mean, who teaches you? You get an endo, right? You're not going to your pediatrician anymore. Yeah, I have an endo. Okay. What's their teaching of management? You're so fresh in this. Uh, you're going to remember. Yeah. It was, I mean... They told me if you're 250 for three hours, you take this much and you divide carbs by this amount and you take this shot at night. And that was really it. Hmm. And you did that. I did that, but it wasn't going great because who wants to be 250 for three hours? Yeah, not, uh, not me for sure. Um, so were you getting while you were doing what they told you, were you experiencing many lows as well as these highs at 250? Yeah, I had 
super high highs and super low lows. And then I, (laughs) my sister got COVID one week after I was diagnosed and then I got it two weeks after that. So that also. (laughs) When you don't know what you're doing and then you got COVID on top of it. I'm not even going to ask you how that was because I don't imagine it went well. Uh, It did not. (laughs) It did not. So high highs, low lows. Let's put numbers on that. What's a low low? Uh, 50s. Okay. How and how did you feel at 50? I I went low so much that it uh it didn't affect me after a certain point. Started getting used to it. So were you yeah. ping, were you ping ponging just up down all day long? Yep. Gotcha. So Three fifty to fifty. So they had your basal wrong. They had your carb ratio wrong, and I'm guessing you didn't pre Is that all right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, Catherine. I've been doing this a long time. You understand? Okay. So uh, <laughs> how did you, um, I mean, obviously it's wrong and obviously it's, it's, it's difficult to live with, but what makes you look for other information? I, I mean, I guess how many times did you go back to them and say, Hey, help before you went and did something for yourself? Um, when I did have COVID, we called them a bunch and messaged them a lot because freaking out because we're like, oh my God, it's the first time she's sick. Her number is going crazy. She has COVID. And they didn't answer us until like after I was done with COVID. So <laughs> hello, it's the doctor's office. How can we help? <laughs> Get called five yeah. days ago. <laughs> really? How yes. long how long between when you called them and when they got back to you? I would say five or six days. Shameful. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you were finished with COVID by then. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Hey, just for context, what were your COVID symptoms? Um, fever, headache, shakiness, nausea, runny nose, cough. Did you get ketones? Just, yeah, I had a lot of ketones. Yeah, and there's no way you were going to manage them with insulin because you you were all out of balance to begin with. Yeah, the fever really. I had to take shots like every two hours. Okay. Yeah, you didn't have a pump then either. Yeah, no pump. Right. Okay. So, okay. So, does that turn you off to your doctor's office at that point, or do you just think this is how it goes? Turn me completely off. Good for you, Catherine. Okay. So then you do what an eighteen-year-old would do, and you go to TikTok to try to figure it out, right? <laughs> <laughs> I well, so I I don't know. I was at the hairdressers one day, and I'm getting my hair cut. So, you know, it just needed to be cut. And the hairdresser's talking about her granddaughter who has type one diabetes. And I'm like, oh, might as well tell her. I'm like, oh, you know, I have type one diabetes. And she's like, oh, really? Like, you know, yeah. And she told me, she's like, you have to listen to this podcast. Like it's helped us so much. It's really great. And she writes it on a sticky note and gave it to me. And I didn't listen to it for about a month afterwards because I found the sticky note in my car. But then I started listening. I'm like, okay, I'm not going crazy. I should be changing things. Wow. Good for you. And good for her for sharing. And thank you. To yeah. Every, uh, let me just like thank you seriously. Like at the end of the episodes, Catherine, you ever hear me say like, hey, if you enjoy the podcast, tell somebody else about it. Um, you know, but I, it really is how the podcast like stays alive. It, yeah. W- word of mouth is the is the only real way to publicize a podcast like you could buy ads i've seen famous people buy ads for their podcast and it doesn't help their podcast 
it, it really is the only way to do it is that somebody has to listen to it, really get something out of it enough so that they're willing to tell another person, a stranger, really, you, yeah. you know, hey, give this a shot. So, okay, well, thank God the sticky stayed in your pocket, I guess. Um, and you found <laughs> it. How did you start to listen? Did you just, because people listen all different ways. So I'm interested. So I started at episode one and binged like one to a hundred, like a week. Am I better at it now than I was then? I think it's been pretty good from the start. Consistent, you're saying. Right. I love consistent. My microphone's better now, though. <laughs> yeah. Right? And there's no more dogs in the background. That's probably a bonus. Yeah. But <laughs> then I, you know, did some recent ones after that and then went through and saw some good names and it was really good. Wow, that's amazing. And so did you find, this is interesting, did you, so I just heard somebody say this, um, actually, I know exactly who said it. She was an, uh, I'm going to get her episode number because I love her. Hold on a second. You know, the best thing they say to do on a podcast is to search the internet. People find it incredibly interesting, they say. Uh, <laughs> hold on a second. And by the way, what I'm searching is my own website because <laughs> I don't know where anything is. Okay. Episode 587 is with Laura. She's actually from Switzerland. Um, and she was on Instagram the other day telling someone about how starting at the beginning, she learned so much about management because at the beginning of the podcast, it felt like I think what she was saying is that it felt like I was just talking through what I do at that point. Yeah. Right. And so is that was that your finding in those first like 100 episodes or so? Yeah, it was just listening to you, like being able to talk and share how you do things. And that I took it from there. Wow. And so have you been to the Defining Diabetes series or the pro tips or anything like that? Yes, I go through them okay. and listen. Okay. All this has been valuable for you? It, it really has. Catherine, you're like my focus group now. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you. Because I would think... Hmm, I would think I would not be as palatable to a 17 or 18 year old person. So do you like me and like my vibe works for you or did you just need the information so badly you didn't care who was delivering it to you? <laughs> no, the vibe and just the way the episodes are set up and how it's really just conversations is it's very helpful. That works for you. So you don't care that I'm 32 years older than you. That doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter that I don't have diabetes. <laughs> it does not matter. Wow. Cool. Well, it's all working the way I wanted to then, Catherine. <laughs> Not a lot's gone the way I wanted in my life, so it's pretty exciting. <laughs> you know, I've had a lot of ideas. I once, can I tell you something I've never told anybody? Sure. I was married not long, and I go to my wife, who must have been very disappointed. I said, I'm not going to work today. I have an idea for a movie, and it's in my head. I'm going to write <laughs> it down, right? So I yep. call out of work, and... I don't know how old I am, 24, maybe. And um, but you would think I would know when I got married, right? Maybe we should figure that out real quick. I was born in 71 and I was married in 96. So 81, 91, I'm 25 then, right? Okay. So imagine you're, first of all, you're married way too young, Catherine, in this story. You've, already, <laughs> you've probably already quietly called a friend and been like, oh, I don't know what I did, you know? And then the guy says, I'm going to stay home and write my movie idea down. <laughs> You've got to be in a panic as you're going off to work. You're like, oh, great. I'm going to be taking care of this idiot my entire life. Anyway, <laughs> I um, I write out a treatment for my idea. 
And it's about these kids that live in a house and behind the house is a meadow and there's this gate that they find that's not attached to anything. And when you go through a gate, you go to this other place and this whole thing. And my wife comes home, she reads it and she goes, this is very good. And I said, thank you. She goes, have you ever read A Bridge to Terabithia? Oh my God. And I go, no, why? And she goes, well, that's what you're writing right now. And I was, (laughs) I was like, damn it. (laughs) So my point is, can you imagine having an idea so good that it's already a book and would one day become a movie, except somebody had the idea before you, you know what I mean? So, so when I had the idea for the podcast, there actually wasn't another diabetes podcast. And I'm just excited that my idea works. Like, like no kidding. How long ago did you find it? Um, it was around July. Okay. August, September, October. I'm counting now. November, December, January, February. 10 months ago, two months into your diag- three months into your diagnosis, about 10 months ago, you, you find a podcast made by a guy 32 years older than you that does not have diabetes. And it actually helped you. And he decided to make it eight years ago. Like you were listening to something last year that I made like six, seven years prior to that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts, right? Like none of that makes sense to me still. I'm See, it probably does to you because you're young. But I'm old, and so I'm still mesmerized by the internet um, a, a little bit. Okay, so what did you take out of the podcast first? Like, what was your what were your first steps? What got you moving in the right direction? Um, bold with insulin. You've probably heard like a million times, but I was I wasn't afraid of lows for a really long time. So I was just like, oh, I can use more insulin. Sure, and I just started doing that. And then when you talk about pre-bolusing, I was like, oh my God, this is so smart. I never knew that. And I started doing that. Wow. So all the way back to episode 11, right? Yep. Yeah. You know that as crazy as it sounds that I just, I think during the course of, like, if you listen to the podcast, you know, I just come up with the titles from the text. Like at some point in somebody says something like a woman the other day told me, um, I only have ginger cats and I, I had a whiteboard in front of me and I wrote down ginger cats. Like that's, that's <laughs> going to be the episode title. It is not in any way descriptive of what we talk about for the hour <laughs> that we're talking, but I, to me, I don't care. And so I recorded that episode 11, which was still a lot of, um, it's a lot of stream of consciousness for me back then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in there for the first time I said, you just have to be bold with the insulin. And I wasn't trying to make a catchphrase or something like that. It's just, something random I said, and then I made it the title of the episode. And now people wear it on t-shirts and things like that. <laughs> very, very weird. Uh, but so so your first thought was, I'm not stuck using just what the doctor told me. So is it as simple as, like when a doctor gives you a pill and says, take one of these twice a day, you've, ne- you've never once in your life considered, oh, I might just take three, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I never questioned it. So when they say take this much insulin at a meal, you go, well, that's how this works. Yeah. I see. Okay. And then up, down, up, down, somebody comes along and says, you know, you could probably take more insulin if you needed it. And by the way, insulin works this way. So you can't just put it. So were you not, you were just, were you shooting and eating at the same time? Or were you even eating sometimes and shooting afterwards? I would, yeah, I basically take the insulin and then like eat seconds after that. Okay. So there's no pre-bolus whatsoever. And you're eating, interesting, None. a healthy diet, you say. What does that consist of generally? Um, a ton of vegetables, 
Um, I'm not even, I'm not a big fruit eater, but just, yeah, like, um, like I would eat eggs in the morning. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I would put, you know, bread with it. And then at that point I wasn't eating lunch, but I, for dinner, I would just have a ton of vegetables. So a lot of fiber, kind of heavy vegetables, carrots, beans, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Some quinoa. Look at you. You know who would love you? Have you, you've probably never listened to the, um, thyroid episodes with Dr. Benito. (laughs) I actually, I have. Oh, how come? I thought I had a thyroid problem for a while, a bit of anxiety, but oh, I'm fine. But you're good. Okay. Dr. Benito, every time I see you, she goes, you could have quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jenny says quinoa all the time. Have you ever noticed like Jenny's go-to is like quinoa? Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, Jenny, less healthy. We're talking to everybody. Pick something else. <laughs> Stop using quinoa as your example. Because <laughs> I'm thinking nine out of 10 people are like, what is she talking about? but um but yeah so you're eating things that need insulin and yeah and that aren't simple they're not just count it shoot it it'll work they need pre-bolusing they need i mean some of those things need uh considerations for protein rises later um all kinds of things right yeah yeah how bad off how bad off that wasn't english how far how 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 far off was your basal from where it needed to be um, it wasn't too far off. I think I haven't, I haven't been on basil for a while, but I was around 11 when I went off the pens, but I think they started me off at like nine, 10. So it was, it was a little off, but not awful. Okay. And you do you have any honeymoon at this point or you or no, N- no honeymooning. Okay. What's your basal rate right now in your pod? <laughs> it's actually very strange. Um, for 8 a.m. till 9 p.m., it's zero. But from 9 to whatever time during the night, I have like 0. 0.5, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.2. Wait, you literally have no basil for like 15 hours a day? Yeah, I think it's the level because it, it, my basil switches so much. But I think it's the my level of activity during the day mm-hmm. that any insulin that's just in there just makes me go low. What's your insulin to carb ratio? You know, you're the first person that's ever said this to me. So what's your insulin to carb ratio? Um, another reason why my doctors shake their head at me is because I don't divide. by I don't have like a set number where I divide by carbs. I look at what I'm eating, think about what I'm doing. And then I kind of go from there okay. about like how much, carbs this like if it's pasta you know i know it's gonna affect me a little later so i'll take it less and do a little less of a pre-bolus but with something with quinoa like it's more upfront. Catherine, you really took this podcast to heart didn't you um, i did yeah okay um so but all right let's try to figure it out for a second if i gave you a piece of bread and the bread was 20 carbs how much insulin would you give yourself for a slice of bread if it's in the morning Mm-hmm. probably three, but if it's in the afternoon, two, 1.5. Interesting. You sure you don't have any, you sure you don't have any kind of honeymoon happening still? Um, I mean, I don't think so. What, what's your blood, what, what's your blood sugar? Does your blood sugar sit stable during the day, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m.? Well, you, yes, sometimes, but mornings are tough. Okay, so 
Mornings are tough. Yes, sometimes. So when it is stable, what's the number it's stable at? Um, I try to stable it the lowest I can go, but usually 120 around either around there, 90. Okay, 120 to 90. And but in the morning it's higher. Yeah, in the morning, if I if something happens where I don't pre-bolus correctly or food affects me in a certain way, I'll like shoot right up to three hundred. It's because you don't have any basil going. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do you have ketones during the day? None. None. All right. That's a long time not to have insulin. Is why I'm saying. Like, I know a doctor yeah. would say to you, don't, please don't do that. But, um, <laughs> but I'm trying to figure it's, I mean, what's your A1C right now? Um, my last A1C was 5.3. Uh-huh. But I was going low too often. Mm-hmm. So I would say I have to Probably go soon. But I'm guessing it's going to be like 5.7, 5.8. How much do you dance? Um, Five times a week. Mm-hmm. D- uh, certain times a day? Um, usually always around four to nine. In the afternoon to the evening. Okay. So what if I said to you, what if I said to you, I wish you had a time, I wish you had some basil happening during the day. Is there a way for you to try to take so my expectation is that there's a way for you to try to take some of your meal insulin and swap it for basil. So go lighter on your meals, but add some basil during the day. Have you tried that? I have. Right now, I have it so my basil turns off at around uh, 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I have it for breakfast, and then it's, it switches off. Okay. But have you, like, what if, like, could you make your, like, here's my thought. Could you make your basil 0.1 an hour all day long? I could. I could try it. Because if you did that, I mean, seriously, it's kind of, you know, there's I, there's always this fear in me, Catherine, that one day I'm going to go, oh, God, there's nothing left to talk about. This podcast is over. But you just said something to me today. I was like, no, I've recorded 750 of these. And I was like, <laughs> no one's ever said this to me before. So cool. So let me let me get my calculator out. Hold on a second. And by out, I mean, like, open an app that's a calculator. <laughs> and so if you... Do you have your PDM? I do. Can you read me your basal program? Yes. Do you want to do this? By the way, we have not yet talked about what you wanted to come on for, but we will get to it, I promise. We we have time. Okay, good. Okay, so right now... Let's see. So I have you as... Um, like 9 a.m. to, what is it, 8 p.m., zero, right? Okay, so yeah, it's 9, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., zero. Okay. And then 9 p.m. to midnight is 0. 0.45. 0. 0.45, three hours. And then 12 to, I think, three, it's 0. 0.5. 0.5, negligible, three hours. Go ahead. And, and then three to 430 is 0. 0.65. 3 to 430, 0. 0.65. Three, that's only an hour and a half. Okay. And then 430 to 9 is 0. 0.8. Interesting. 430, 536, 37, 38, 34 and a half hours. Okay. Here's what I do. 
I got 0.8 times 4. You're getting 3.2 in that segment. I got 6.65 uh, for an hour and a half. So that's like point, that's like another unit. And then we have for three hours, 0.5. So that's a unit and a half. And we have for three hours, 0.45, which is basically another unit and a half. So three, four, five, six, seven. You're getting like 7.2 of basil a day. Would you tell me how much you weigh? Uh, 125. Okay. Okay. Now, can you go into your uh, history and tell me how much you've bowl, like how much you bowl yesterday? Yes. Oh, uh, also, Catherine, while you're doing that, <clears throat> nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, <laughs> medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. 7.2 units of basil for a day. You weigh 125 pounds. You dance constantly. All right, when you're ready, tell me how much you bolus yesterday. Uh, do you want the percentage? No, the percentage is going to be really high because you don't use any basil, I'm thinking. But actually, uh, hey, Catherine, I'm going to curse. Yeah. What the fuck? Give me the, basil. Give me the percentage real quick. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. 73. Yeah. Okay. And then, but I want to know total insulin. Uh, 18.5 units. 18. How many full-on meals did you have yesterday? Like how many meals? Um, so, two. Two. Can you see how much of that 18.5 went into those two meal boluses and how much was correction? Yes. It might take me a second. I, I, oh, yeah. Okay. So 6.8 of it was basil. Yesterday, 6.8 was basil. Yeah. Of the 18.5? Yes. Holy snap. Okay, so of the 12 that's remaining, did you make any corrective boluses yesterday, or were these only meal boluses? Um, I did one corrective. How much was that? Uh, that was around three units. Uh-huh. Can you go to the day before and see how much of your insulin was corrective? So yesterday... Oh, it's weirdly the same. Mm, 70. Oh, it, that's just my pump beeping. Don't worry. That's not, it's not weird at all, Catherine. I, <laughs> I, I'm getting, uh, by the way, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm having an incredibly good time talking about this. <laughs> like if you said, I'm to glad. Me, like if you said to me right now, finish this or go to Coachella, I'd be like, I'm, I'm good with me and Catherine. This is fine. Um, um, seven, it was 73% yesterday too, mm -hmm. with uh, 18.1 weirdly units. Um, seven of it was basil. And then I did do a corrective shot that was a little lower around like two. Okay. So if you were here, I would take, I would do a couple of things. First things first, uh, round numbers, not, uh, and I'm so sorry, you get your period or you do not cause of the dancing. Um, I don't, not from dancing from how. I just lost it when I, uh, before I was diagnosed, I never got it back. Maybe you'll find it one day. Although from what I hear from ladies, good riddance. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, cause you're not getting any weird hormonal fluctuations. You don't have times of the month that are harder or easier to bolus for, right? No. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I might take that. Um, okay. <laughs> so hundred, so I'm going to treat you for a second. Like you're, 
you're prepubescent, which you're not, but you don't get a, so the same thing. So if you were 125 pounds, 0.1 per 10 pounds per hour, 0.1 point 10 pounds, uh, 10, 11, 12. Oh, it makes you 1.2 an hour for basal. If you were 1.2 an hour for basal, by the way, I'm not saying you should be. I'm just, I'm mathing in my head here. That would give you 28 units a day, which is obviously too much. You're not even using that much. Um, so that's not the measurement we're going to use. Instead, what we're going to say is you're basically using seven units a day in basal and you're correcting once a day with three. So what if we took the 10 divided by 24 and made your basal rate 0.4 all day long? I'll try it. I'm excited. All right. So by the way, this is like the equivalent of getting a medical procedure in an alleyway. Okay. So I <laughs> let's all be clear. Barely graduated from high school. Didn't go to college. Don't have a medical degree. But nothing is considered medical advice. And you know why it can't be? Because I'm pretty much an idiot. Okay. So that's why. <laughs> now, um, let's ignore when the times when you hear Jenny's call me like a contemporary or colleague. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that would be, I'm not misdirecting you into believing I'm something I'm not. I'm a guy whose kid has diabetes who thinks it's bonkers that you don't have basil all day long. And I, I, and I makes me wonder, so you're eyeballing your meals, but you're eyeballing your meals without basil. So that's the first thing I have to tell you is if you do this, you've got to be careful the first couple of times you bolus. Yeah. All right. Because you're suddenly going to get between nine and nine, you're going to get 0.4 an hour for 12 hours times 12. So there's going to be, I think, let's see. I'm going to make sure I'm saying this right. So you're going to get almost five units of insulin and basal throughout the day that you're not normally getting, but you are sort of normally getting some of it because you're putting in three units as a correction. I'm guessing your correction usually happens around 10 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Almost exactly. Yes. Bing! I should get a podcast about this. You know what I'm saying, Kathy? And so <laughs> yeah, um, at this point, do you think people are like, he knows all this and he's just trying to sound like he's, he's and like I've paid you or something. You have not gotten any money or compensation. Is that correct? I've gotten nothing. Good for you. And by the way, when I sell ads on this episode, I will not be sharing it with you, just so you know. Um, <laughs> I do not expect that. That's well, okay. That's good. <laughs> I got bills, Catherine. All right. Now, let's, um. so that's my Boy, that's it for me. If I had to guess for you, I mean, look, you're at some points 0.8 overnight. That's just you getting ready for your dawn phenomenon, I think. Because that's what you did, right? You've been getting high in the morning, so you're jacking it up. Is that right? Yeah. All right. I don't want you to have to make basal adjustments. Don't get me wrong. If there's a thing that happens with like clockwork, then by all means, if you know, if you always spike at 4 a.m., then make your basal higher at 3 3 a.m. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I think that's fine. But I think there's a world where you could start at 0.4 an hour and not go low and then take a look again and see. Do I need it to be higher at 4 a.m.? Do I need it to be higher somewhere else? Do I need it to be lower somewhere else? Make an assessment off of that. If you were if you were scared 
because you're, you have nothing right now. I'd even understand if you wanted to make it 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. point three, 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. point four, see how it goes the first day kind of a thing. Um, but I would work off of that point four number and see what you can okay. figure out. Now, when you go to your meals, I think we need to remember that you're going to now have basically a half unit of basil every hour going that you didn't have before. And so if you, I'm just going to make up a number here, okay? If you look at your meal and say to yourself, Catherine, that is, um, I don't know, that's going to be six units, okay? And Mm -hmm. I expect that in three hours, it'll be mostly out of my system. Maybe try four and a half units for it then. Okay. Because you're going to have 0.4.4.4 over those next three hours of basil happening that you hadn't had before. That's probably not going to end up being enough but I'd prefer to see you on the safe side of that decision the first few times you make it. And then try, unless you're getting a significant rise after a meal, try not to correct it for uh, 90 minutes, two hours, okay? Okay. But if you see a rise 90 minutes after or two hours, or you see any kind of a rise you don't expect or you don't want, then begin to go back more towards the basil, or the, excuse me, the bolus for the meal that you expected, not taking off maybe a unit for basil or something like that. Does that all make sense? Yes, thank you. You're like my favorite 18-year-old ever. If I said this to my daughter, do you know what would have happened 20 minutes ago? (laughs) She'd be like, why are we talking about this? (laughs) (laughs) And I'd say, other people would like to talk to me about this. She'd go, I am not one of them. I'm like, okay. So, um, (laughs) all right. Say it all back to me. What are you going to do? The whole thing? Yeah, no, oh. not, not word for word. Tell me what you're going to do. 0. 0.4 units for my basil and lower uh, the bolus on my food and see how it works. Seems easy, right? Yeah. All right. Now, you're still... In, why, by the way, why are you able to talk to me on a Wednesday? What's going on here? Are you Half day at school. Oh, Arden gets those too. It's pretty killer. So when do you think you'll start trying this? Will you try it on the weekend because you have some time or will you try Oh, it I with- was going to... I already changed it. I'm ready. <laughs> Life is for the living, Catherine. Do you understand? That's what I'm saying. That's right. Nothing like being youthful. You're like, what? This seems fine. Let's try this. Um, so you're saying that, you don't, like, let me just ask you a couple, like, cleanup questions. Um, after your meal, well, you don't know because you're bolusing, you're rebolusing your breakfast. So there's, you have active insulin all the way up to lunch, and then you're bolusing again for lunch. So you really have active meal insulin all day long and you're still higher than you want to be. Is that right? Yeah. This is the basil. This is going to be the greatest day of your life. Okay. (laughs) Catherine, would you, I don't want to give myself more work and you can say no. Okay. But would you carve out a little bit of time for me Monday afternoon next week to sit down for 15 minutes and just record again and tell me how this went? Sure. All right, cool. All right, we'll do that afterwards. Now, <laughs> 15 minutes into it, why did you want to come onto the podcast? Just talk about how your teachers helped you, right? Yes, yeah. it's it's a pretty quick story, so it, it'll be good. Good, go for it. So I found this podcast in July. So basically, um, I went right back to school after I was diagnosed the week after, from February to June, other than you know having COVID, I was home. But I was petrified to do any type of management in school. 
I, I wouldn't scan myself. I wouldn't drink a juice box. I wouldn't eat at school. We had a weird schedule because of COVID. So we went home at 1210 and did a class online. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to take any insulin at school. But even if I was high, I would just let, I would, I would really eat in the morning. I would eat um, like oatmeal and my numbers would shoot up to like 350. And then they would go down to about 60 when I was leaving school. Hmm. So that wasn't great, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously. Catherine, I'm going to do um, something. I'm going to do something I don't do. Okay. So in a second, you're just going to get a text with my name. Okay. And you and I are going to be friends for the next couple of days. I'm, I'm so excited. Okay. All right. Um, you are of the legal age, right? You're over 18? Yes, over 18. <laughs> All right, perfect. Um, <laughs> so it's the last thing I need is your father like, why is this guy texting you? Uh, so I just want to, I don't want you to be lost while you're doing this, okay? Um, okay. I'm sorry. I, I took you off your story. Sorry. You were having trouble okay. with your boluses at school. Go ahead. Yes. And even if I was, I had my, so Freestyle Libre 2 just um, made it so the phone can scan to the sensor in the summer. So I still had the, you know, the little scanner. Mm-hmm. And I just turned off all the alarms, turned off the noise. So even urgent low, um, I wouldn't have been able to hear it. And it was just not good. I would go out for my 90 minute gym class outside with nothing, not a glucose tab, not a phone, not a scanner. Cause I was just like, Oh, like I was, I was just terrified to manage it. And I didn't have any references really to anyone with diabetes or how serious it was. Right. So I didn't, I didn't have really any perspective on it until I was able to listen to the podcast. And I was like, okay, this is important. This is, you know, something I need to fix. So I started to do that over the summer, but going into school, you know, taking out an insulin pen, putting a needle on it and sticking it in your arm or leg or stomach, whatever terrified me. I was just, I had no idea how I was going to get through it or do it. And I went into my first day and I have, I have amazing teachers. I truly have great relationships with most of my teachers. And I knew that doing this in class, you know, drinking juice, giving shots, scanning myself wouldn't be a problem. Mm -hmm. But to me, I just, I didn't know anyone that had it. So it, it kind of felt disrespectful to me if, Okay. Yeah, you know, just doing it silly to think, but that's what I thought. So I go, go into my first day. I'm like, all right, you know, if I go high during this class, I'm going to take a shot. If I go low, I'm going to drink a juice box and we'll see how this goes. And it was my only new teacher of that semester. I had never met her before. And, you know, I'm so anxious that my numbers are starting to climb up and I'm like, great. You know, this is how it's going to go. And I'm, you know, sitting at my desk and my phone is flipped over um, on top of my desk and the teacher starts walking up to me and I'm like, oh my God, here we go. Like I'm, I'm already in trouble. I didn't even do anything. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm so nervous for no reason. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, start a senior year. Here we go. And uh, she knelt down to me and the class was dead silent and I'll always remember it, but she pointed to my phone and she said, I understand why you need this. And for me, that was just everything. Wow. I, I, it, it really did completely change my life. 
just a simple statement of of understanding and and, and yeah it, it it freed you up were you able to just do it then without that nervousness yeah a, li- a little bit it's by bit but i in that classroom with her i just i felt comfortable i started giving myself shots so you know when i would go high because i was still not on the pump yet mm-hmm. and i would you know whip out the big jug of glucose tabs or a juice box or a granola bar and from being able to feel confident in doing that in her classroom i started then to do it in my stats class in my science class and art just in really slowly going into every class and it was just amazing um did this help you go to other teachers to sort of come out and tell them so they could give you the same understanding or did you just sort of just start doing it um i did some most of my teachers that I had junior year, you know, got the email that I had diabetes. So most of them did know, but I did hide it for a while. Like if I had a my scanner on, I would completely hide it with clothing. So no one would ask me, but it, it helped me a lot. I, I'd make a lot of diabetic jokes. Yeah. Do you, so you at first said you thought it was kind of disrespectful to be doing a, a medical thing in front of other people. Do you feel that way now? Not at all. Okay. Were you embarrassed? uh, I'm sorry, say that again? Were you you embarrassed? Oh, yeah. I was terrified, embarrassed. I just had no idea how I was going to do it. No, I understand. I mean, I think I understand. Um, I'm sorry I cut you off. I said, uh, oh, God, I said something. You started talking, and then I I asked another question. Uh, Shoot. Um, Um, I'm going to keep going. That's right. I'm going to keep going. So do you think that you were really concerned about them? Or do you think that that seemed like a reasonable um, explanation for hiding your embarrassment? Like, oh, this isn't fair to those people, so I just won't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is strange. It's, you know, these people have known me my whole life and I've never whipped out a needle before. Like, it was just very different and I was not used to it. Was it an excuse then? Like, oh, this isn't fair to them to do a medical thing in front of them, which was a nice way of giving yourself and like, be okay to not do it yeah and also i was you know a little fear of they're gonna yell at me i'm i'm taking out a needle in school like this is weird really oh okay yeah do you tell your parents you know everybody says talk to your parents but you didn't tell your parents about this right <laughs> not at all no, of course not but it's like it's like you know and your mom's like if you're ever gonna do something and you don't know you come to me you're like oh okay lady <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're the first one I'll run to when someone offers me Molly. No problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you just had to have an experience and one kind person. Do you ever find out why that person knew about diabetes? Uh, my 504 plan. Oh, no kidding. I get so, people paying attention. You know, yeah, it was sent to everyone. And they are, I guess, legally supposed to read it. But she was the first person who talked to me about it. Okay. That's really something. What a lovely thing. Nice and easy. Never made a big deal out of it. Always just kind of let it happen. Yeah. 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 It was just, it was perfect. Have you had more good experiences or bad experiences with teachers? Um, I've only had one bad experience and it was right after I started the pump and everyone told me, you know, all the doctors were like, Hey, it's going to be a change. Your numbers are going to fluctuate. And at that time I was like, no, they don't, they don't know what they're talking about. Cause I had a really strict with my shots. I, 
I was really, I had a very tight range that I stayed in. Mm -hmm. So when I went high the first time after getting my pump, it like completely destroyed me. I was, I was just the whole day. I was just inconsolable. I was so upset with myself that I was high. And, uh, I went to check my blood sugar in my science class and my teacher told me to put my phone away and I lost it. Did you cry? I was, yes. I was so upset. I was like, I'm just checking my blood sugars. And he's like, Oh, sorry. I'm like, oh, it was awful. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry, but it's better now. Yes. I, I just did a presentation today on, um, access people's access to insulin in the U S. So Catherine, I'm going to say this to you now because we're kind of at the end and I'm going to cut this a little shorter than I would normally, cause we're going to tack more onto this. Okay. Um, okay. I feel like what's about to happen is either your blood sugar is going to get very stable around 95 away from food or, okay. or you're going to get low. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've sent you my personal, you have my cell phone number now. Okay. Yes. We can text as much as you want until Monday. All right. Okay. Whenever you have a question or you want to send me a graph or something, I'd be happy to help you with it. Keeping in mind, I'm an idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about and that it's not medical <laughs> okay. advice. I'd still be very happy to answer any questions as best I can. So um, if you want to make adjustments along with me over the, you know, just like take like snapshots of your Libre, send it over, take a look, like tell me where your blood sugar is right now. Okay. Give me a couple seconds. No, you're fine. So it's like 1.30. If I had to guess, you haven't had lunch because we're talking through when you usually have lunch, I imagine. It's 125. Your blood your your blood sugar is 125? Yes. Did you know that the time was 125 when you said that? Freaking me out, Catherine. What are you doing? No, I just I just scanned it. It was 125. What are you in the Illuminati or something? What's happening? <laughs> don't come for my heart. Make your medicine out of something else, Catherine. A lot of references you don't know just happen all at once there. All right. So your blood, right. your blood sugar is 125. It's yes. 125 p.m. We're going to call that a good oh, start. Gosh. That's what I was saying to you. You said 125 oh. when it was 125. Okay. That makes more sense now. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were like some like mystic power or something like that. <laughs> like, I wish. Hey, real quick. Scan it again. Is it 126 right now? Because if it is, I think you're scanning the clock. <laughs> <laughs> it is not 126. <laughs> Sorry, I just made myself laugh. I don't know why. It wasn't even funny. Um, okay, so you're 125 right now. Am I right to say you haven't eaten since this morning? Correct. Mm-hmm. And you're going to dance today? Yes. All right. So the dancing's the one thing I'm worried about. What kind of dancing, Catherine? Jazz, eclectic art music, hippie dancing. Um, what do you know? <laughs> um, I do a lot of ballet, but tonight is lyrical. Do you get low after dancing ever? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, yes. All right. So if you want to, or you're concerned, if you want to do a temp basil off an hour before dance starts and let it run till, you know, maybe just about until dance ends, I would I completely understand that for the first day. And it might even be great data for you because maybe you'll look back and go, huh, I got high during dance or maybe I needed that or whatever. Like you'll get some sort of feedback. But am I right to say okay. you haven't eaten since this morning? Yeah, that's right. So what time did you eat this morning? Eight? 
Um, oh, no, probably six thirty. Oh my god, I was so asleep at six thirty. Okay, so six thirty. <laughs> Getting older has some benefits. One of them is I get up when I want to now. Uh, so six thirty, you ate. How high did you go? Can you see? Um, I went up to two hundred, mm-hmm. but my pump is also on its last couple hours. I see, and you're one twenty five now. Are you going to change the pump in a minute? Yes. All right. You text me with any questions you have. Seriously, don't be nervous, okay? Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Any questions before we start this little adventure together, which we'll end up calling Trying to Kill Catherine, part one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you do die today, I'll be destroying this recording. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I'll, I'll make sure people know it wasn't you. No, well, no, seriously, though, what I what I meant to say, but somehow it came out as a, a bizarre joke, uh, is please be careful. Check your blood sugar more frequently. If you start getting low back off the point four, okay? Okay. But like putting it into your head like this. If you make it, you made it point four almost a half an hour ago now. If you mm-hmm. start to drift down, watch it a little bit. Like I don't want you to okay. fall, but I mean, maybe it's just, maybe over five hours, it would turn your 125 into 90. And then if you suddenly got stable at 90, well then cha-ching, we're feeling good, y- you know? Um, but yeah. if, it, if it made you fall too far, it might be too strong. Uh, you know, if sometime later tonight you're drifting up, maybe 0.4 is not enough. Like, we'll see. But okay. I'm telling you right now, I could be wrong. My wife tells me all the time that I'm wrong. So it's important to remember <laughs> that, okay? I could be wrong, but that you don't need basil for 14 hours or 12 hours seems crazy to me. Okay. And I think maybe you're just making up for not having basil with corrections. So let's find out and see what happens. I'm excited for this journey. I cannot tell if you're being sarcastic right now. I'm no, a little bit of both, probably. Okay. Can I ask you one last question? Then we're going to stop recording. Okay. Why can't people in Connecticut drive? <laughs> I am an, I'm a really slow driver, so oh, I, I don't imagine, know. I imagine if you live in Connecticut. Nobody <laughs> passes anybody, right, on the highway? We I don't. Get in a lane I won't stay- turn right on red. Why? It's legal. You can do it. I, it just feels wrong. Catherine, this is the same problem you had with your diabetes stuff in the room. Nobody, it's not <laughs> wrong. You can do whatever you want. Drive as fast as you want. You know, I drove 100 miles an hour yesterday for a couple of seconds. It was exhilarating. Tell no one. <laughs> it's a secret, okay? Um. All right, we're going to stop now. You good? Yes. All right, Thank hold you. on. No, no, you're welcome. You, thank you. This was wonderful. Okay. So in just a moment, I'm going to play the rest of the recording for you. It's a conversation that Catherine and I had a number of days after this first part was completed. Okay, so it's Monday now. When did we talk last week? Like Thursday? Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday, okay. So Wednesday last week we spoke. Today is Monday, so hold on. I'm going to count Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's like five days ago. And um, we've been texting a little bit. Right, not too much. So, what did we do? We moved your basil to what originally? Uh, point four, I think, is what it originally was. And were we finding that to be a little too heavy, a little too strong? Yeah. So we did point three. Okay. So you were um, away from like food or bolusing. You were drifting lower, and you found yourself catching it with carbs, mm-hmm. and it kept happening. So then we went to point three. Did that fix anything? Yeah, I stayed. I didn't drift low from the basil after that. 
Okay, so now Basil's holding you steady. It's not dragging you down. That's good. Um, but then I think, did that, did that, did that show us a different problem? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what, what came next for you after we got the basal straight? Well, I think one problem that it showed was the night. I needed a little more insulin during the, like, 12 time and then the food bolusing. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we saw, it's a good, I'm glad you brought it up like this. So the first thing we saw was that overnight, because prior you had had a really strong overnight basal, it was like 0.5 and 0.8 at some points, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so what did you switch that to? Uh, 0.35, I think, 0.4. Just a little bit more. And you started at yeah. when, midnight, one o'clock? Yeah, midnight. Has it been two nights with that new adjustment now? Yes. Did that work? It it did work pretty well. Good. All right. So where did you sit between like 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. last night? Last night, I was actually on like 70, oh. 75. <laughs> Catherine, we're getting so close. This is excellent. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, all right. So we kind of have your basal straight. And even if it changes in the future, you'll know how to kind of move it around, right? You'll be okay there. Yeah. Um, yep. I think the most interesting thing, as I'm thinking back on our, our old conversation, so we ended up here because when you were describing something during our initial conversation, you were like, I'm doing great. My A1C is like this and, you know, everything's good. And then we started talking about it a little bit. And I think you said something like, my basil's at zero for like, I don't know, it was like 12 <laughs> or 14 hours of the day, right? Yeah. And and I didn't scare you away because what I was thinking in my head was that is definitely not right. And then I, instead I said like, oh, well, would you be open to talking about that? I, I was very proud of myself, <laughs> Catherine, actually. And so um, so now we have a more steady basal 24 hours a day. Like my first question is, do you feel any different? Yeah, I never realized. But in the afternoons when I would like. I have an Italian class and I would always come out of it saying, oh, I feel like so fever dreamy and sweaty and weird. And did you it ever, was after the basal fix. I didn't feel that. Did you? But you didn't notice a high blood sugar then? No, I didn't know. I usually didn't have a high in the afternoon. Interesting. OK, is it did it blow your mind a little bit that we added so much basil in a time where you thought you didn't need any and it, it wasn't too much? Yeah. <laughs> It blew my mind a little bit. So there was a small part of me, Catherine, that was like, am I wrong? And this is going to like <laughs> just crush this poor girl. Uh, but we, we've been talking through text. So right, if you had any problems, you could have texted me. Not that it means anything. I'm just a guy. But, um, but we've been doing a good job going back and forth. Now, that, like we said, the, the next thing that it I think it showed, because you send me a graph every once in a while. Actually, can you do one now? Can you send me one now? Yeah. All right. Show me, uh, like 24 hours. Okay. And I'll make noises with my, oh, wow, you are so, the youth know how to use the technology, people, in a way that is free. Yeah, okay. It's my generation. Yeah. Oh, wait, is that a Who song? My generation? Do you know who the Who is? No. Fascinating. Okay. Uh, let's look at your graph. <laughs> um, 
Time and target range, 94%. Is your target, what is your target set at? Um, I think 70 and 140. We're balling, Catherine. Do you understand balling? <laughs> that you understand. We are balling. <laughs> yeah, that you get. Average blood sugar, 108. All right. And you didn't botch dinner last night. No, I didn't. And I was at prom. So I was very proud. Wait, this is your prom I'm looking at? Yeah, that's prom. Catherine, I may have saved your prom. <laughs> I think you did. Uh, no kidding, right? Oh, I wish people could see this. Um, mostly, I'm going, so it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon now we're talking. So I'm looking back 24 hours. 110 comes down to 100. Hold steady at 100 for 3 or 4. Oh, right through the prom. 5, 6, 7, 8 o'clock. You're right around 100. Yep. Did you kiss a boy around 830? <laughs> no. Catherine, did you? A girl? Did you kiss a girl I, around 830? I didn't. I went with my gay best friend, so there's no kissing. All right. Your gay best friend. All right. So you're, <laughs> did your gay best friend sing very loudly and embarrass you? Just to, it, it, like, so we can really embrace the stereotype and figure out why your blood sugar went up like 20 points? Did you get excited? I mean, I dancing? was dancing. Okay. All right, so, so that could have done it. So you get a little bit of, I mean, a ro- to call it a rise from 100 is really, I mean, it's bull, honestly, because you went from like 100 to 120, and then you leveled right out again. Did you eat in here, too? I did. What'd you eat? Um, There was bread, salad, chicken, and like green beans Gosh, and potatoes. This is wonderful. You got, I'm going to call this a spike at like 10 o'clock, but it only went to like 135. And then did you correct that? No. So it all caught up to you around midnight. Yeah. Yeah. You fell from 135 to 70 over like a two-hour period from like 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. Did you have to catch that or did it level at 70 on its own? No, it leveled on its own. Damn, we're winning, Catherine. Okay. And then (laughs) it sat – God, it sat like that till 3 a.m. You got a little bit of a rise where you went back to 100. And then mm-hmm. at 6 a.m., we got a bump to 120. Then it comes down. But then it jumps at 7. Is that yep. breakfast? Um, Yeah, kind of. It was around like 7.30. I ate two dates. And I thought I did the right insulin amount. But I didn't. I was going in school. Catherine, you're, we, we're all sad now because you spiked to 150 at, long, at breakfast. And by the <laughs> way, came back down to 80 and got stable again. And wait, hold on. This is the most important question. Your prom was on Sunday? I know. It wasn't my prom. It was my friend's prom. I don't know what they were thinking. That, That's but. insane. Who does a yeah. thing like that? Catherine, I don't mean to get off topic, but why would you make the prom on a Sunday? Oh, I know what it's about. And they make the kids come to school the next day or no? Uh, juniors, no. Uh, juniors, no. Senior, uh, seniors, no. Juniors, yes. This is to stop kids from having sex and doing drugs. That's why they're doing it. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have to worry about that for you. <laughs> right? Because you're good. Just say, Correct. Right. Just in case your parents. I'm diabetic. Are, and well, I was going to say, because in case your parents listen, you should say, no, obviously, I don't do drugs or have sex. Like, you sh- if you just want to slip that in somewhere, you can if you want. Because um, I'm assuming your parents are going to listen at some point. By the way, after your parents listen to this, I assume they're going to call the cops on me. But <laughs> 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 you're 18. There's nothing they can do about it. All right. So then we have a spike here. Again, we're calling we're calling 160 a spike on a meal. All right, so Catherine, is it fair to say we have your basil pretty good? We, yeah, we, very good, I would say. We've 
but we've learned that you're not as good at bolusing for meals as you want to be, but you're not terrible either. And I'm going to call these spikes at meals better than the ones over the last couple of days. Do you agree with that? Yeah. All right. So what are you learning about bolusing for meals? Um, pre-bolus time and how much. Okay. Where were Not you? waiting too long for pre-bolus. Yeah. Well, see, before your pre-boluses were kind of meaningless because you didn't have any basil. Yeah. So you could probably pre-bolus forever before nothing happened. Am I right about that? Yeah. Yeah. But now we have a better mix. Um, so uh, first couple days, we had a little trouble because your meals were a little heavy uh, insulin-wise. But you look like, I mean, you look like you're fine. To be perfectly honest with you, I think a week from now, you're going to have an incredibly stable line. Do you feel like you understand enough to keep going or do you want to keep texting oh, yeah. for a while? No, I, I think I understand enough to be able to to even that line out. No mountains. Yeah. Are you proud of yourself? I am very proud of myself. Good. Good. You should be. This is really astonishing. This graph you just sent me is significantly better than even just the ones from a couple days ago. Because I'm looking back at, oh my God, yesterday, 9.50 a.m., you were still real choppy during the waking hours. You were just, and it was choppy within a good range. Like you were like between eh, 70 and 140 choppy, but you were still going like 80, yeah. 150, back to 80, 130. Like you were still up and down, up and down. But this last day is really impressive. And over top of this person's prom too, I'm really proud of you. This is excellent. Good for you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, is there anything else I can fix in your life, or is this all you got that you need? <laughs> I think this is it so far. You sure you don't have any fashion questions or nothing like that? You want to figure <laughs> out who the who is before we leave? Or <laughs> I mean, we're done, Catherine. I basically, I you know, basically you're good to go. Like you you're you're doing amazing. You're gonna, I I assume you'll text me in about a week and show me a 24 hour graph where you don't go below 70 or over 120 and you're going to be like, I got it, Scott. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's the plan. Oh my God. Catherine, I feel like we're, I, I feel like we're connected now. Um, we're like best friends at the very, also spiritually. I don't want to, I don't want to like, like I'm not rating people, but I interviewed uh Charlotte Drury the other day. Do you know who she is? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, she got it right before the Olympics, right? Yeah, yeah. She and I got along so well. She might be my best friend. You might have to be like my, my second best friend or something. Um, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. Want to hear a funny story? Sure. And then I'm going to let you go because you got to go. Okay? Okay. I interview Charlotte hour and a half. We have a lovely time. When I start the okay. interview, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I knew she was like wanted to be in the Olympics. I didn't know what sport she did. I just kind of figured it out as we were talking. And at the end of the interview, like, we're done, right? We stopped the uh, recording. And uh -huh. um, and she says, uh, would you like to meet my partner? And I was like, yeah, sure. So this, this girl jumps on, and we start talking and everything. And the whole time we're talking, I think to myself, that girl looks incredibly familiar. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't say anything. And we're just chatting about, like, their dog sitting or something. And that's what we're talking about. And blah, blah, blah. And we get off later. And like a day later, I think to myself, yo, I think that was Lori Hernandez, the Olympic gymnast that I was talking to. My God. <laughs> and you want to know what? 
It, it was. It was Catherine. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so like, then I go to, like, Google, and I'm like, Charlotte Drury girlfriend, right? And I'm like, oh, my. Like, uh, the whole world knows these two are a couple. I might be the only one who's unaware of it, right? Like, there are, <laughs> there are literally Us Magazine articles called Lori Hernandez and Charlotte Drury's relationship timeline. Like, they're, like, they're, like, famous and... I I was just like so I I texted her later. I, you don't think people mind if you just read their texts? I I won't read her side. I'll read mine. I, okay. I said, do you think I'm the first person to be introduced to Lori without n- knowing who she is? Um, <laughs> and then I said, because later today I said earlier today I said to my wife, I think the trampoline girl's partner was on TV. <laughs> And then my wife's like, what do you mean? I'm like, the girl just looks so familiar. I must know her from somewhere. And then last night, my daughter pulls me aside and she's like, are you an idiot? And I said, it's possible. <laughs> like, it's possible I am. She goes, that girl's got like a couple of medals. She's like, look at her. You know who that is, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, Catherine, are you impressed by this? Like, if, if Lori Hernandez would have popped up on the screen with Charlotte, would you have been like, like would you have like gone crazy and been like, oh my god! I, I would have been like starstruck. I really feel like I'm stupid. Although, although Charlotte and I had a nice conversation afterwards because, like I told you, we're friends now, and um, yeah, and she said she actually found it refreshing that I didn't want to talk about any of the things that other people wanted to talk about with her. <laughs> because you know me, I'm just sort of like I don't know, I talk about the things that I find oddly interesting. Yeah. So, all right. Catherine, do you have any questions about your blood sugar remaining? No, thank you. You're welcome. You are so freaking polite. <laughs> are you in my Facebook group? No, I don't have Facebook. It's because you're young. Yeah. Do you follow me on the I'm gram? not a big social media person. I do follow you on Instagram, but I don't always check Instagram. Do I follow you back? I don't think so. I'm going to follow you back right now while we're talking. Don't tell. Okay. Do you want people to know what your Instagram handle is? That's fine. I won't accept them anyway if they try to follow me. <laughs> Arden goes, your people try to follow me. I don't even know what that means. What, what's your <laughs> what, what's your handle? How can I find you? Um, Catherine with a K. K-A-T-H-K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. Smart, by the way, to spell your name. After, yep. after hearing, I couldn't figure out who Lori Hernandez was when she was three inches in front of my face. All right. Are you giving? Like- it might have an underscore. Like after the Gibson dance incorporated is in the thing. Yes. I've, I follow you back. Now, if you don't accept my follow, I mean, I'm not going to be hurt. I'll understand, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but I'd like to be able to kind of keep up with what you're doing. It'll make me feel like, uh, like I have some connection here because I am interested to see how you do. And I am going to, I'm going to beep out your, your handle because you used your last name and nobody needs to know who you are that much. Um, yeah. You were terrific. I found you to be incredibly um, just fun to talk to. I, I thought it was really impressive when you were basically in the middle of telling me, I'm doing really great with my diabetes. And I said, I don't think you are. And you were just like, wait, what? But didn't fight <laughs> or get weird or odd. I was just very impressed with how you handled the whole exchange. Your parents must be very proud of you. Um, if they're not, they're making a mistake. Uh, (laughs) thank you you're very welcome
first, I want to thank Catherine for coming on the show and having this great conversation. And then, of course, coming back again and finishing it up. And I also want to thank Omnipod, makers of the Omnipod Dash and the Omnipod 5. Head over now to Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. And I also want to thank US Med. Go to usmed.com forward slash juicebox or call 888-721-1514 to get your diabetes supplies from US Med. I hope you're enjoying the Juicebox podcast. If you are, please share it with someone else who you think might also enjoy it. Are you listening in a podcast app or other audio app? If you are, please hit subscribe and follow. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode.